Good evening. Oh, no one there. That's a shame. Just me. Hello, everyone. Hi, y'all. It's all right. Um, it's a real uh, privilege to be speaking tonight, um, if a little terrifying. You're a lovely bunch, though. You really are. Um, but I, honest, I honestly believe that, uh, that God's going to speak to you guys this evening. Um, just as we were worshipping, um, I was uh, contemplating coming up to the front and uh, just standing still in silence. Um, but Andy already did that. <laughs> um, which And then, you know, John said as well during the worship. So uh, it feels like God's doing something. So um, I want to encourage you before uh, I begin to to really tune your hearts in in this moment right now to be expectant um, that God wants to speak to you. You might be like, that sounds really odd. Um, but I believe that there's going to be things tonight that might just like touch something in your heart. So I want you to just forget about the people that are sat around you um, and just be present in, that, in this moment. Is that okay? Is that okay? Can we do that? Give us a few nods. Cool. Awesome. So, um... Tonight, I'm going to be uh, speaking, the kind of theme for my talk this evening is God's call for a faith-filled generation. And that generation, I believe, is you guys. Um, and I'm going to be uh, talking on um, a passage that's in, um, in Matthew, in the Gospel of Matthew. Um, so if you've got a Bible, turn to it. If you uh, have a mobile device um, and I've got the Bible app, um, if you haven't got the Bible app, highly recommend downloading it. I've been caught short so many times in prayer meetings without a Bible. So it makes you look super holy if you've got the Bible app on your phone. So highly recommend downloading. But uh, this is the passage we're going to read. So it's Matthew 17, uh, verses 14 to 21. So I'll just read that to us now. Jesus heals a demon-possessed boy. When they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he was healed at that moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move nothing will be impossible for you boom nice huh um and i think tonight there's uh, there's three things that i want us to take away from this passage that i think we can learn about um faith what it means to have faith and how we can grow in faith so um the first thing is knowing jesus we grow in faith as we know more of who Jesus is. Simple, really. But is it? So in verses 14 to 16, it says, 
When they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Now, when the, this man with his son um, approaches Jesus, he does three things. One, he calls him Lord. Two, he kneels before him. And three, he asks for healing. So as the father is approaching Jesus, he already has some sort of understanding of who Jesus is. He isn't just some like random bloke that he's going up to asking, can you heal my son? But he has this um, understanding that he is Lord, that he is powerful as he approaches him. So my question for you tonight is, do you know Jesus? I think we all probably have some sort of understanding of who Jesus is. You know, whether that's something that we've learned in RE at school. I remember like talking about God is omnipresent. He is omnibenevolent. Those GCSE buzzwords. Or we might, um, you know, some of us may have gone to church our whole lives. Um, so we've got a relatively good understanding of who Jesus is. Some of us may never have been to church before. And that's cool as well. And, um, but we all have some sort of understanding of who Jesus is. And can I say tonight that I genuinely believe that Jesus is probably the best person that you could ever know. In fact, he is the best person that you could ever know. And in the scriptures, we like hear all of these different names for who God is and who Jesus is. He's the Prince of Peace. He's a mighty counsellor. He's a mighty saviour. He's good. And as we um, journey through life, we get to experience the character of God. We get to know more of him. And um, my faith's journey started when um, I think I was like in year three, maybe, I don't know. I used to go to this thing called Juno's at Smithles. It was lovely. And um, I remember uh, my youth worker, um, we'd, that week we'd had to go away and um, learn the Lord's Prayer off by heart. Um, which I did, really proud of myself. And then um, I went back and we all sat there and said the Lord's Prayer together. And then um, at the end, she, the youth worker was like, um, you do know that you can ask Jesus into your life and he will come and he'll live inside of you. And I was like, oh, that's exciting. You know, I'd gone to church my whole life, but nobody had ever really explained that. Maybe that's bad of the church, but um, nobody had really like said that to me. Um, and I remember sitting there being like, you know what, what I know of Jesus up until this point, he seems like an okay dude. You know, I don't have a bad word to say about him. Um, and that, is, that was genuinely in that moment, the groundings of why I said the prayer saying, Jesus, can you come into my life? I was like, he seems all right. So yeah, Jesus, will you come into my life, please? And from that moment on, I've gone on a journey where I'm learning more and more about who Jesus is but I'm probably about this far along and I've got like this far to go because part of the beauty of Jesus is that there's a mystery to him and we can spend the rest of our lives discovering who he is, which to me is really exciting. And I just feel like maybe for some of us this evening, um, there is this like religious understanding that we have in our brains of who Jesus is. We see him as this like, oh, he's just this religious figure. Um, who does these things um, but actually for some of us we need to like get that out of our head we need to get some of that stuff that um, we learn in our classes at, in RE at school out of our brain 
um, and recognise that um, Jesus is a person who we can actually live our lives with. Because I hear it time and time and again, like people talking about Jesus in this like really odd way that he's just this religious figure. Um, but I know Jesus as a friend, as a brother, as someone that's close. Um, and maybe some of you resonate with that um, this evening. Um, but the reality is, um, we grow in faith when we get to know more of who God is. Um, the more you spend time with someone, the more you become like them. The more that you get to know them, the more you're able to trust them. It's a simple truth, isn't it? We experience that with our friends. The more um, we spend time with our friends, sometimes they rub off on us. I remember when I used to always hang around with my mate Haley at high school. She's like really northern. And my mum could always tell when I'd hung around with her because I'd come home with... Like, I've got a northern accent as it is, but it, my northern accent would become even stronger when I spent time with Haley. So that's just like a, like a fundamental truth, isn't it? That the more you spend time with someone, the more that you become like them. But... Um, I've heard people say this like time and time again about relationship with Jesus. Um, but it's not always easy spending time with God, is it? Put your hand up if you struggle spending time with the Lord. I do. Put your hand up if you often find yourself on YouTube into the late hours of the evening, ending up in a bit of a YouTube black hole. And then you go, oh, really sorry, Lord. I should have, yeah, story of my life, story of my life. But I'm learning and I'm growing and um, I'm trying to figure out ways that I can connect with God. Um, and I want to encourage you tonight, if you try and you try and pray and you try and read your Bible, I want to encourage you to stick at it, to keep on going. Do things that you enjoy. Yeah, God has put like certain passions and desires in your heart. You know, some of you might really like music. Some of you might like being outside. Some of you might um, prefer uh, reading or, or listening to like an audio book. You know, there's, there's a reason that God has made you the way that you are. So connect with him in those things. Connect with him through sport. Connect with him through art. Stick at it. I believe it's a lifelong journey figuring out what it looks like to spend time with Jesus. So keep going because it is worthwhile and it is life-giving. So that's the first thing we can take from this passage is knowing Jesus. The more that we get to know him, the more our faith will grow, the more we'll be able to trust him. So the second thing um, is encountering Jesus. In verse 18, we read that, um, that Jesus heals the boy the boy has an encounter with the living God and he is healed from his sickness. The demon is cast out of him. Now, um, I don't know about you, but I would find it a lot easier to have faith in God if I just walked about every day seeing people raised from the dead, watching limbs grow back, you know, seeing people healed of like the worst diseases, miracles just happening everywhere. I'd be like, oh my goodness, the Lord is here. But the reality is that isn't not what we always experience every single day, is it? But what I want to say this evening is that miracles do happen. What we read in scripture, what we see Jesus doing, they happen today. Now, um, I kind of grew up in a church tradition where um, 
this stuff of the Holy Spirit, these miracles, um, I didn't see many of them growing up. And it's only in the last kind of four or five years where that started to change. And um, my eyes have been opened and I've received kind of greater revelation of who God is. And um, I was once um, at uh, Momentum, which is like the older version of uh, Soul Survivor. Yes, represent. Um, and it was such a good time. I went with a bunch of my mates from university. And um, I remember being in the car on the way there with my friend, Ellie. And um, Ellie had suffered with uh, sciatica in her back for a really long time. Um, and uh, we were sat in the car and it was particularly bad that weekend that we were going away. Um, and I was like, oh, well, Ellie, you know, when we, when we get to Momentum, maybe we could pray for healing on your back. And she's like nah, nah, it's all right. Um, I don't really think God does that. You know, I, I believe he's given us doctors um, and it's doctors that can, you know, he heals through doctors. I was like, very true. But I also think he can do the miraculous. And she's like, mm, okay. And she was like, wall up, no chance, you know. Um, anyway, it got to like day three of momentum. And um, this lady uh, got up and she was preaching. It was... Um, What's she, Ellie Mumford, the, the mother of Mumford and Sons. She's a very funny lady. And um, she just, uh, she invited people up if they needed healing. Um, but then she said, if you're still stood where you are um, and you know that there's something that you need healing, I just encourage you to just place your hand on wherever that is. And I'm stood next to my friend Ellie and I see her like twitching a little like, oh, should I, should I not? And uh, eventually she just put her hands on her back. So I'm like, yes, Lord, come on, come on. Um, <laughs> and she got healed within like a minute. And what was hilarious was about it was she then went up to the front to go and tell um, Ali Martin uh, that she'd been healed. And when she got to the front, Ali Martin went, so Ellie, tell us your story. Gave her the microphone and then she was on the big screen in front of like 5,000 people and she hates, she hates public speaking. So it made me laugh. God has a sense of humour. He was putting her in a place, wasn't he? Um, but she got healed and she's never had a problem with sciatica ever since. How amazing is that? Yeah? Thank you. Um, but the reality is not every single day this sort of things happen. So um, I just want to read this. This is um, a passage in Hebrews 11. It says this. This is from the Message Bible, so it's a bit quirky, but we love it. Um, the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. It's our grasp on what we can't see. Now we live in a world where people are like, um, I need to see it, then I'll believe it, don't we? How many of you have like tried evangelizing to your friends and they're like, well, if I see God do something, then I'll believe in him? I've been there. But actually I believe that God is saying, no, I don't want you to just see and believe, but I want you to Believe in me and I will show you. That's the way around he works. And I think that um, when we have faith, it unlocks something in our heart that like, opens up our heart to see things in a way that we've maybe never seen them before. It gives us this like supernatural um, vision 
And as we have faith, we start to, we start to see God at work. So this is like a really boring life, like mundane example. But I was going to Leeds a few weekends ago for a, um, a conference. And in the middle of Leeds, you cannot park your car anywhere. Okay, truth. If you want to park it anywhere, you've got to fork out quite a lot of money, right? So I did my research um, and I found these streets with terraced houses on that... Um, that looked like you didn't have to pay. There was no like parking restrictions. It was right next to the university. So it's like 10 minutes away from where my conference was, 10 minutes away from my sister's accommodation. Perfect, right? So my plan was I'd drive to these like terraced houses right near the uni. They were like uni accommodation and I'd park there, okay? And I was like, Lord, please let there be a parking space because otherwise I was going to have to like fork out like you know, probably like 30, 40 quid over three days to pay for parking. I was like, there's no point. So um, I got there and I drove down the street and I drove past three cars and then boom, there was a car parking space. So I did a cheeky parallel park and got straight in first time. And um, I then parked my car, left it there for three days. Nobody gave me a ticket. It was fine. And then I drove home. But when I parked it up, I walked down the rest of the street. There was no other car parking spaces on that street. I walked down the other two streets that I'd looked at as well that were parallel to it. There was no other car parking spaces. There was one car park space for me. Now, some people don't believe in the theology of praying for car parking spaces. I do. And it worked. So, you know, if I'd have not prayed, though, and I'd have got that car parking space, I would have just been like, eh, but because I prayed and I asked God, he was like, here you go, child. Here's a car parking space. And then I was able to thank him and praise him. And we had a little moment, you know. So having faith, it like opens our eyes to see things differently. As children of God, we can live in the presence of God every single day. God is here right now. He's here right now. And we can hear God speak. That is the truth. I've battled for the last like year or so with my time, my kind of secret times with God. And I had a revelation about a month ago that I'd actually started to believe the lie that I can't hear God speak. So every time I come to read the word, it just be like, feel really empty. Because this lie had got in my brain that I couldn't hear him speak, but that's not the truth. We can hear God speak. You can hear God speak. And you might be like, well, how does that even work? It's a, it's a case of practicing and learning and trusting that voice that you might sometimes hear, that inner thought, that gut feeling, and going with it. And God meets you there. He shows up. Encountering Jesus... That builds our faith, yeah? So, the final thing is trust in Jesus. A fundamental part of faith is learning to trust Jesus. The father in this story trusted Jesus with his son. He handed his son over and was like, Jesus, please heal my son. Um, and as I, was, um, as I was preparing this talk, 
I felt that there was maybe a few things um, uh, for some people in this room tonight that they needed to um, kind of give over to God and trust him with. Because the end of this passage, it says, doesn't it? Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible to you. Um, and I'm just going to share these things. And it may be that they resonate with no one. Um, but it may be that actually this is for someone in this place tonight. So, um, yeah, I feel like God is... Um, Asking somebody in here uh, to trust him with um, a diagnosis of an illness, um, specifically diabetes. Um, so if that's you, we're going to pray um, after this. Um, come, and, come and find me and we'll pray with you. And then uh, there's somebody else that's, um, there's a bit of family breakdown at the moment um, with their parents. Um, if that's you again, please make yourself known to someone and we want to pray with you. Um, and finally, um, I just felt like there was somebody here that um, um, is an artist and um, they've got some artwork that they've done, but they're really nervous to share it with people. Um, and God really wants you to share it with people because it's going to show his glory. So if that's um, you in here as well, come and make yourself known because we'd love to pray for you. Uh but not only is there this um, kind of call for us to trust God with things and to let go of stuff, um, but I believe there's also a call for us to trust um, who he says we are. And we read in this passage, don't we, Jesus in verse 17, he gets really sassy. And he starts shouting at the disciples saying, you unbelieving and perverse generation, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? He gets a bit moody with them, doesn't he? And you know, the reason I think that Jesus gets a bit sassy with the disciples is because he knows their potential. He knows what they are capable of when they have faith in him, when they choose to trust him. Um, and in a moment, I'm gonna, uh, we're going to play a short video clip. Um, and this is from a film called Facing the Giants. It's a great film. If you've not watched it, highly recommend. Um, but there's a, there's a line at the end of this clip. Um, and afterwards, we're going to respond. Um, but I feel that there's a, there's a call for us this evening um, to start believing the power of Jesus that lives inside of us. The living God is within you. When you choose to accept Jesus into your life, the living God comes and he makes his home within your heart. And he gives us gifts and abilities to do the things that he's calling us to do. You know, in the... In scripture, there's this passage, John 14, it says, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater, th even greater things than these. How awesome is that? Jesus is saying that we can cast out demons and we can raise people from the dead if we choose to have faith in him. 
So we're going to play uh, play this clip, um, and then we're just going to respond. Pretty cool clip, huh? So right at the end, the coach says to Brock, he says, Brock, you are the most influential player on this team. If you walk around defeated, so will they. Don't tell me you can't give me any more than what I've been seeing. Brock, I need you. God has gifted you with the ability of leadership. Don't waste it. Can I count on you? And I believe that God's saying something very similar to us this evening. He's saying, Ed, MJ, Andy, you are an influential member of this family. If you walk around defeated, so will they. They be in the world because we have a responsibility to have to tell them about Jesus. So don't tell me you can't give me more than what I've been seeing. Ellie, Grace, Ben, I need you. I've gifted you with the ability of leadership, healing, compassion, pastoral care, prayer, being an encourager, joy giver, prophecy, administration, worship leader. Don't waste it. Can I count on you? I started this talk by telling you that um, I believe there's a call for a faith-filled generation. I honestly believe that God is doing something in the north of England. I think he's doing something in Bolton. I think us sat in this room right now is hugely significant. It says in scripture, where there is unity, God commands a blessing. This sort of thing did not exist three, four, five years ago. God is doing something. And I believe it starts with you guys. So we're going to respond. Um, and I'm going to ask you to um, do something really like bold. Because why not? Um, if you want to respond to this call, to be someone that is filled with faith, to go out into the world, to share the gospel, to bring God's kingdom, to love people, then I'm going to ask you to stand and we're going to pray for you. Now, I'm aware that um, there may be people here tonight as well that have never even made a commitment to Jesus before. Um, and you're so welcome in this place. But if you feel like there's something maybe pulling at your heartstrings tonight, maybe you're like, actually, I really want a bit of, of what they're talking about. I want to start believing in myself and believing in the person that God's made me to be. Then I encourage you to stand as well with your brothers and sisters in this room. Um, and we'll pray for you. And if you do make a commitment, please tell your youth leader. Don't go home without telling them. Is that all right? So I'm just going to leave some space. And if you 
tonight want to respond to this call to be a person that is filled with faith. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come to meet with you, to fill you up and to send you out. Is that okay? So if you want to stand, please do.